Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is your Knights Radiant, Brett Irvin. This is your fellow edge dancer, Daniel Phillips. And uh, this is your guest host, Ashley Dugan, Stormlight <laughs> Memes. The best host, <laughs> the, best the guest host, host Ashley the Dugan. The best host. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so excited. This is our 50th episode, Spectacular. Uh, Thank you listeners for joining. Uh, As you just heard, we have a very, very exciting guest with us. Um, Ashley, uh, maybe better known as Stormlight Memes from TikTok, from BookTok. The one and only. Um, The one and only. Uh, So if you're tuning in um, to listen because of her, that would not surprise us. And we're so excited to have you. Um, this is our podcast where we uh, go over one book a month and talk about everything's books and books related. And this week's episode, we are talking everything Stormlight Archives, uh, oh. mostly books one and two, <laughs> because Brett hasn't read the Sorry, rest. Sorry, guys. Of them. Hey, we're gonna we'll do we're gonna do another episode once I finish. Uh, yeah, we'll bring Ashley back as much as as much as the fans want. So this is um, uh, yeah, this is this can be a recurring theme um ashley how are you doing today i'm i'm doing great i am uh, i'm thrilled to be here and i'm glad that i get to talk to you guys for like the third time in like four days that's right <laughs> yeah, it's so, fantastic how We're much thrilled to have you yeah how much stormlight um, can you fit into one week is, oh, is the goal uh, that we're going for here not enough <laughs> Just yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to record till like midnight to <laughs> yeah, right. to get in that level. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned um like coming back when Brett gets a little bit further in each book because I did get some comments uh, of people who had taken note of some of the conversations during the live stream who were like, I would love to see Brett's reaction to this based on what he said at this time. Okay. Some uh, side eye moments. I definitely had to hold hold my tongue a little bit during the live stream while Brett was talking. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Now I'm excited. We got to come back and do another live on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. This is our new series. Um, Yes, for sure. I mean, I, I would love that. For our listeners who don't know what we're talking about, we did a live stream TikTok with Ashley, hosted by Ashley. Um, she was kind enough to bring us on. Uh, Ashley, do you want to give a little bit of your backstory with um, with, with TikTok, with, with Stormlight memes, with, with like an introduction to... Uh, to how you got started in this and this fandom and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can I can start with uh, my experience with Stormlight Archive, uh, and then like kind of tail into um, the TikTok sphere. Um, yeah. So Stormlight Archive, um, and I know that you guys have heard this story like four times now. So, <laughs> um, but with Stormlight Archive, um, I was looking for some really entertaining books that I could listen to on audio uh, during my really, really long commute uh, in a giant Texas city. And, um, and I stumbled across this uh, as a recommendation online, um, saying that it was like this really awesome book series that um, like on Goodreads, it had like 4.9 out of 5, which was the the best rating that I had seen of any book. Not so high enough. Like, well, not high enough. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what jerk decided not to give it full <laughs> five stars. Um, but uh, because of that and because of just all the reviews that I had seen. Also, like 
I looked at the the cover when I was looking into it, and I was like, I don't know what the Way of Kings is. Like, this sounds like some heavy, like, very boring kind of Crazy book. high yeah. fantasy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, seeing the cover, like, now I have a huge appreciation for the Way of Kings cover, but I see, like, these guys who are, look like, they're in capes and have <laughs> swords and stuff, and I was like, I feel like I'm going to be very bored by this. Uh, and I was incredibly wrong. I was so, <laughs> so very wrong. And um, and so I I just, I soaked it all up. I listened to it nonstop. Um, even when I wasn't in my car, I had my like phone on me and I had like an earpiece in my ear anytime I was walking, anytime I was at the gym. I was just enjoying every single moment of the Stormlight Archive. Um, and then like... Um, when Oathbringer came out or it was about to come out, I did a reread of the first two books. And then when, um, when I guess it was, uh, well, no, Edge Dancer came after Words of Radiance and then it was Oathbringer and then it was Dawn Shard and then it was Rhythm of War. And every time a new book came out, I would re-listen to the entire series. So I've gone through it like three times, three or four times. That's the dream. Um, and yeah, and it's well, one because things just make more sense. Um, and it's so interesting to see how everything starts coming together and things that made either no sense or like you just kind of shrug it off as you're reading it the first time through. Um, it has new significance the next time. Um, and so like it became like this interesting puzzle that I was putting together. Um, and so I did that a whole bunch of times. And for the longest time, like Stormlight Archive was the only book series that was like in my brain um, and in the earpiece that I was listening to and in my car and all that. <laughs> and um, and so Rhythm of War came out, um, what, 2019, at the end of 2019. Um, and I was, um, I was changing a lot of stuff in my life. Uh, I was changing careers. I had been working at a very, um, an awesome job that I loved. Um, for about five years at the time. Um, and I was about to leave it for a new opportunity. Um, and it was a very hard decision to make, by the way, because I loved, I loved the company that I worked for. Um, and, uh, and I, I, I have no problem with saying where I worked. Um, I worked for, uh, for those who are Texas fans, um, I worked for the Whataburger corporate office um, and loved the company, loved the culture, loved, the loved food. my job. Yes. <laughs> I, ate the, I ate so much Whataburger. It's How many so good. Hunter, honey butter chicken biscuits did you consume at your time? Way too many. At Whataburger? Way, way too many. But I'll tell you, like, um, if you ever want to know, like, because Whataburger is entirely customizable. And uh, the people who know the most creative ways of customizing your food um, are the people who work at the corporate office. Mm, like, really? also definitely the people who work like uh, in the restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, but the so off mic, you're gonna give us the inside <laughs> scoop, right? Oh, yeah. like, you're gonna give us all the deets. I'll give you all the recipes that I learned, Ooh. all the 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 secret behind the scenes things, um, um, and and yeah. So I, I loved working there. I thought that it, it was just one of the best jobs that I could have landed in. Um, but I, I wanted to have a more creative role um, and be more in communications and HR. Um, and there weren't any opportunities uh, at the time 
uh, where I was working. And and so a, another job opportunity came up with another Texas company, HEB. Um, and I, I kind of threw my name in the hat, not really thinking much of it. Um, and then things just kind of rolled forward. I got a job offer and I was, I was pretty upset about it. Like not that I got a job offer, but the fact that I had to make a decision. Um, and I ended up, I, I said, yes, this is the best thing for my career and for my family. Um, and all of this, of course, was happening at the same time that Rhythm of War came out. And <laughs> Rhythm, Rhythm, of the, uh, Rhythm of War is a very emotional book, by the way. And, uh, and it's very, it's, uh, there's just so much going on in it. And so I felt like my fictional world was chaotic and my real world was chaotic. So the end of 2019 was kind of a mess, um, but not, necess- not necessarily in a bad way. It was just um, a lot happening at the same time. Mm. And so um, 2020. Um, great year. Very, yeah, really good year. year. Everyone loved 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If your 2019 ending was rough, at least you had 2020 right 2020 around the to look was, forward. Yeah, it was, it was a nice pick me up. Um, and it was, it was so, it, it was so interesting um, because like we were, we were, you know, making all these changes and, um, and so I, I made the decision to move to HEB without really thinking, like, I wasn't super smart about it. I wasn't like, I don't know, reading the signs on the walls and being like, change is coming. I need to leave. It was, it was like, when I say it was a hard decision, I seriously mean that. And, um, and so when I went to work there, um, my first day was February 24th of 2020, um, and then 10 days later is when we got the notification that we were going to be working from home for two weeks. Yeah. And oh, it's, gosh. it's two years later. So, <laughs> so after two and weeks, I'm, you went back in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was just it was chaos. Um, and because like, you know, one of the one of the hard parts about changing jobs, especially when you've been working somewhere for so long um, is that that's where your like social structure is mm-hmm, the people mm-hmm. that you care about the people like one of the reasons why it was so hard to leave was because I genuinely enjoyed working with the people I worked with um mm-hmm. I I loved going in every day and seeing the people that I saw and like saying hi to them in the break room and making small talk I don't really like small talk mm-hmm. um but like talking to the same people every day and asking about their kids and um and just like I don't know. It was it was something that I really missed. Yeah. And so, you don't realize how much that's needed until it's ripped away from yes. you and all like social aspects. And right. you're like, oh, okay, now I'm alone in my office all day. Yeah. Yes. It was it was so it was so hard. One, um, moving from that job to a new job. Um, and then I was in a new team trying to get like newly acclimated and um and get like absorbed into the new company culture and everything. And HEB has a fantastic culture and I love working there. It was just, you know, trying to get used to the new people around me. Um, And I didn't have a whole lot of time to do that because next we were, well, for one thing, one of my first assignments was uh, because coronavirus became like top of mind. Uh, It was coming to, it was hitting the U.S. And so uh, HEB had to make a lot of policies and prepare and get things ready and I was like thrown into this uh what they called a war room where it was just a whole bunch of communications people like running back and forth and like writing really really fast and trying to get things news and um, answering questions for we call our um our 
employees' partners. And so getting all the partners, the information they needed really fast. And so it was just, it was a lot and there wasn't a whole lot of time to socialize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I went to work, um, uh, from home and, and so with all of this chaos happening, like I found myself once again, gravitating towards the Stormlight Archive. And that was like my, um, my comfort zone in a way, just listening to something that was familiar and mm. it felt like home, like restarting the way of Kings and, uh, going back to just the storyline that I I fell in love with, it was like a way to stabilize myself, um, and and so like I just I kept on um, holding on to that even like in the midst of all the chaos of uh, transitioning jobs and then the world ending because you know yeah. uh, if if you're going through your own apocalypse then I right. highly recommend reading about a fictional one as well. right and um and so that. That was around the same time. Like when I started working from home is also when I was looking for things to like have a creative outlet for. Like work mm-hmm. was also very creative. Like I was doing some really good writing and um, and creating things in a very um, in a very free environment. One thing that I really enjoy about uh, HEB is that they like um, let you just kind of run free uh, with what you want to do and have um, creative control uh, and they let you explore. And so I was really, I was really happy about that, but it wasn't as creative as like making jokes mm-hmm. and like uh, stuff yeah. like that. And so I downloaded the TikTok app at first, like every millennial does. I downloaded <laughs> TikTok. Um, Ironically, ironically, it's a joke. Ha ha ha. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never spend much time on here. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I downloaded TikTok and I was like, I was like, I wonder what those Gen Z kids are doing and like, what is, what's up with all these dances? And, uh, and so I downloaded it. I was very confused the first like few days that I had it because the algorithm was like nonsense. Yeah. Um, and, but as things kept on going and then like it started throwing, um, like anime stuff my way and I was like, ah, here we go. (laughs) And, um, and like stand up comedy and things that I really enjoy. Um, but one thing that I noticed that as I was going through and I was, watching the videos and I was uh, just getting more and more entertained. I kind of ventured into book talk, but I didn't see Stormlight Archive. Like I saw some book talk creators um, like reviewing it and talking about it. And there was one, there was one TikTok in particular that actually was the start of all this. And it was some book talker who said, uh, like, was making some joke about how the Stormlight Archive has no spice, and so she is not interested. And I got, <laughs> I got very, like, I, I went to the comments. I was that person. I was like, "What do you mean no spice? What do you, what do you mean about like there's Dalinar and Navani?" And and I was, I was, I was not a very good commenter. Um, I like people kind of ignored me, and that's probably fair. Uh, because now when people come into my comments with a differing opinion, I'm like, this is this is a whole different page than what you think it is. Like, just yeah. move along. And now I look back on that and I was like, that that TikTok creator, I want to go back and apologize and be like, you, you're you up. You're welcome to have your opinion. I'm so sorry that I blocked you just, your uh, comments. You should recommend Dune to her. Yes. If she wants some spice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> oh, Got good him. joke, Danny. <laughs> Top tier, high quality joke. Thank you. Right, uh, I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna hop off. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Okay. I'll yeah, be you can see yourself out. Tip the waitress. Um. I like how I like tipped my hat as if uh, on the podcast that's going to come through. I'll, I'll find a way to, people. I'll find a way to put that in there. There's got to be Good. some sort of tipping the cap sound effect, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Whoa. Okay. Wait, we had the same sound effect. Yeah. It worked. Uh, that's awesome. Um, and uh, and so because there was so little Stormlight Archive content, especially when it came to memes, um, I was I was very tempted to start making my own and. Um, and there's actually the very beginning video that launched this whole thing actually exists on my Ashley, uh, like account. And it is this sound, uh, the meme that has, um, does anybody know somebody who can help us? Anyone, anyone at all. And then there's the other voice uh, that says, I know someone who can help. And then the first voice says, um, if you say your mom, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the other voice says, my mom just get out and so on my ashley account i have me say like there's somebody going does anybody know of a good book we can read anybody anybody at all and then me um <laughs> saying i know a good book you can read if you say the way of kings you're fired um the <laughs> the way of kings and <laughs> And like it got so little views, but I had so much fun making that meme. And I was like, I gotta make this a full time thing. Like I gotta, I gotta make this into an account. And um, and so I, um, I set up a whole new TikTok account, um, named myself Stormlight Memes because nobody had taken it. Um, and I just started generating content for my own giggles. Like I watched that video, the, uh, the my mom video, like five times every day and laughed at my own joke. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, I want to do this a lot. Um, and so I um, now uh, I'm also kind of messing up the timeline a little bit because between um, between going to work for a new company and starting this account, I also had a baby. And, um, and so like that was at the beginning of, um, 2021, mm. uh, that was February, 2021. Um, I had my daughter Riley and I was, um, I was on maternity leave and watching a whole lot of TikTok, um, and listening to Stormlight Archive again. Um, and that's when I, I created the account. Because I, one, um, something that happens, especially with new parents, new moms, um, is that it can be very easy to lose interest in things. Um, it can be very easy to uh, not lose your identity exactly, but your world kind of becomes your kids. And, um, and I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to keep on loving the things that I love as well as love my kids. Um, and so... TikTok was just a very easy way to um, enjoy the things that I love and uh, continue to um, absorb and create content for Stormlight Archive. And so that's what I did. And I started making this ridiculous account to make myself laugh. And over time, people started just joining in. And one of my favorite comments that I get, and I still get it to this day, is people who find my account and say, did I just find Stormlight Talk? This is amazing. Oh, that's awesome. It, just, it makes me so happy because um, because it, it just reminds me that there's an entire community of people out there and not everybody knows that this exists. Right. Um, and so hearing people get excited about, one, seeing my content, but also 
seeing that there is a place for their fandom on TikTok, that just, that, that makes it all worth it. So every time somebody says, did I find Cosmere talk or Sanderson talk? Um, it just, it brightens my day every single time. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's safe to say that you like sticking with it. It's cool to see what's come of that. Cause now you have tens of thousands of followers <laughs> and a massive fan base and people who love your videos. I mean, I feel like all of your videos are, are hits and you've just gotten better and better at what you do. Um, but it, it, it's cool hearing that story because I know I was one of those people that was, you know, scrolling through it and kind of in a similar vein when we had I mean, a lot of this podcast generated from us needing uh, a you know an outlet for creativity and we also were you know we, you, we were kind of you know talking uh, just us guys about like yeah like you know there's there's some loneliness loneliness that comes along with being home working at home all the time and covid and everything and and we also liked talking about you know books together and so we're like hey what if we what if we just did this thing um, and, and then it, and then it kind of spiraled and, and became that outlet for us. And, and I remember our first conversations, we were like, we have no clue if anyone is going to like this or listen or whatever. But, we, and so we were like, but would we still like it for ourselves? And so I really like what you said about like, you laughing at your own videos, but then now it's cool to see, because I mean, when I, when I found, you know, your first page, I remember like running to, to my wife and being like, Maddie, you got to check this out. Like someone else like Stormlight, we like Stormlight, like, let's talk about this. And <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember commenting to stay on, to stay on, you know, Stormlight Talk, to stay yes. in Cosmere Talk. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very fun um, to see the other part that happens is that I get notifications from people who uh, start liking all my videos. Like if they discover my page and then they want to watch all my videos and just start liking. It's funny to see somebody who comments and says, did I just find Stormlight Talk? And then the very next, like, hundreds of notifications is that same account just going through and liking my videos like yeah um there was i have gotten people who are like i'm really sorry i don't mean to spam your notifications and i'm like please spam away like just that i put this out one for i mean it helps you to boost that out or boost your content that's exactly it like please like comment share all of that um that helps one the algorithm um but two it just it um, I, I, I know that I do this for me and I kept on saying, especially at the beginning, I'm like, I'm not doing this for likes. I'm not doing this for views. Um, but it does feel good, you know, like <laughs> oh, yeah. when a video oh, does yeah. really well and you get all those likes and you get all those comments, it's like this serotonin hit and you're like, oh, I want this all the time. Um, and, and so like, I, I do enjoy it when I see somebody who's new to the channel, who's new to, um, just the community in general, uh, and say, uh, like, I can't believe I found this. This is amazing. Um, and it happens. It's not just with Stormlight because I do also create, um, like Mistborn memes and everyone, Mm -hmm, every now and then a Warbreaker meme or two. Um, and, and it's, it's really awesome to see people who are pulled in by that as well. And yeah. So I'm, I'm sure. having I'm having a blast with it. <laughs> cool. Well, we are obviously big fans, and uh, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. Like we've said, um, before we get too far, uh, too much further, uh, let's jump to our segment: quotes of the week or quotes to live by. We're still trying to land on a name there, um, but of course, this week will be Stormlight focused. Uh, so, fellas and Ashley, do y'all have a quote or anything that you'd like to bring to the table? 
uh, a quote for us to live by this uh, week, I'm, for our listeners to live I'm by. I'm just going to steal one of yours, Parker, that you put okay. down, because I th- this is my favorite one to live by this week, because we are getting real close to some nice weather outside. Yeah, okay, um, I love this one. And so, from, from Shalon, ah, the outdoors. I visited that mythical place once. And that's how I feel, yeah, that... locked in my office all the time in the winter. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I feel like that one, that I, I was like just like flipping through and, and trying to find some good quotes from the from Wave Kings. And that one struck a chord for that same reason. So I would be okay if that one, uh, if that one moves it's on. It's just a good uh, Brett, one right Ashley? Um, I will say that um, I don't think I understood the assignment because my I have two quotes. One mm-hmm. is one to live by, and one is just a quote that I really, it's like my favorite part of the Way of Kings. Oh, that's, that's great. Totally that's perfect. Fine. Okay. I think you definitely We'll find, we'll find a way to live by it. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you really could. It's when Kaladin says, we have to go back. You yeah. could live by that. Oh, that's Absolutely. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And and this is, it's it's kind of like an interpretive thing mm-hmm. for our mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. to engage with. Like, what does it mean to you? Like, we have to go back. Maybe that means like... You have to go back to work and get on TikTok. Or maybe that means like you have to go back for your kids that you left at daycare. Whoops, forgot them there. You know, <laughs> something like that. So Whoops. it can really mean anything. As long as, long as yeah. it doesn't mean going back and listening to our, our old episodes. That's the only yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> audience, please don't 10, do that. I highly recommend please go listen to the first episodes of Bookends with Friends. It's just a bad oh. idea. <laughs> you're gonna need you're gonna need a lot of stormlight to do that oh my god yes uh you're gonna you're gonna need all the strength in the world uh just power through that no i i mean now okay so um something i mean you guys have uh, seen a little bit of this i do love to draw um one of my favorite hobbies is to just draw ridiculous comics and so uh, one of the things that I want to do, especially with your your podcast, is there are interactions that you guys have that I would love to draw out, um, especially like there was, and I'll have to go back and listen to some of the episodes, but Parker will be like talking about some hypothetical ridiculous situation. <laughs> um, and then uh, Dan and Brett, you guys will comment on it. And I just want to draw that out and, <laughs> because I have this image of it in my brain. Of like I don't know this probably hasn't this exact one probably hasn't come up but like imagine if Parker said something like tap dancing with penguins in the Arctic like I want to draw that out and, then just, <laughs> and, and I f- I that. fully support this endeavor a hundred percent please <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> okay I um I do play I I play Dungeons and Dragons um with my friends and one of the things that I used to do was. I would draw out like how hilariously things would fail. Um, and so I have these old comics of like, I played this uh, halfling druid um, who turned into a bear. Um, and there was one, <laughs> there was one battle specifically where somebody had gotten knocked out and, um, and I tried to resuscitate them and, but as a bear. And so <laughs> I described it as me giving CPR as a bear. And That's I actually, fantastic. Like I made, I, 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 I failed on it. I rolled a, a nat one and it was, oh, no. <laughs> and so my, my comic is of me as a bear lumbering over to this person who is now like downed by an arrow. And I like 
Bree Bear, that's uh, that's the character's name, um, puts their paws, puts her paws on top of the person's <laughs> chest. The person goes, what are you doing? You're a bear. And then you hear this crack. <laughs> and then like the bear just slowly walks away. And um, and so like that's one of my favorite uh, things to do is just draw out the ridiculous things that people talk about or come up in, in everyday life. Um, so, yeah. So who knows? Maybe one of the one of the next things that I'll do on my TikTok channel is um, is upload audio from your podcast and have like me illustrating um, what you guys are talking about. We'll see. I would. That would be so that. Cool. Yes. <laughs> cool. We'll see I guess we'll happens. have to start like saying some ridiculous stuff and be less serious all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, because this is very much. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly talk. just facts yeah. and, and serious conversations. Yeah, yeah the, we really get political most of the yeah. time. It's it's really heavy content, so yeah. we'll have to really try to work in some jokes for the, you. But yeah, the sheer amount of data that mm. you guys bring to the table, like uh, <laughs> this is the yeah, this is the well podcast. thought out conversations. Yeah, it, yes. we come prepared. <laughs> very encyclopedic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go here for science. Yes, mm-hmm. so yeah. good, good call. Good call. Science, life advice. We we have it all, really. Um, <laughs> so you did hint at your favorite moment from Way of Kings. And yes. Wait, hang on. Did we decide on the quote of the week? I'm so oh. sorry. We got uh, so no, sidetracked. That's, that's what this is. That's all. That's all good. We're yeah. We're still we're still trying to pick. Um, I I, I think it. Uh, I, I mean, sh- I, I think we should go with Ashley's. Right. The. That there was one other quote. There's one more. Oh, you did have another okay. quote. A and competitor. This is, yes. Uh, so, Brett, I'm sorry, because this is from oh, yeah. one of the later books. Uh, so go ahead and take off those headphones. I'll be, I'll be back soon, okay. listeners. Okay, we'll give, you, we'll give you a thumbs up, Brett, when yeah. you can come in. Okay. All right. So um, my favorite quote is uh, from Wit, and it's from Oathbringer. And it's, the longer you live, the more you fail. Failure is the mark of a life well-lived. In turn, the only way to live without failure is to be of no use to anyone. And um, one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite quotes is because Shalon's arc in Oathbringer, mm-hmm. I empathized with. Like, it really hit hard because she's trying her best. She's trying to do something good for people. And she fails pretty miserably. And Wit comes there to comfort her in the midst of, like, the worst that she's in. Like, she is just Mm -hmm. feeling it so heavily. And he comes to comfort her by saying, like, failure is natural and it's important. And so, like, I I have struggled through my career and through personal life. and, um, And something that I take very heavily and take hard is failure. And so when I read that quote, I actually posted it on LinkedIn at one point. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I love that!" <laughs> like I mean, it's a really good it. quote. There is a lot of wisdom in in that quote. Yes, and uh, honestly, um, Oathbringer. Unfortunately, Oathbringer is not one of my favorites of the Stormlight Archive uh, from the plot perspective. The pacing mm-hmm. is just a little bit weird. But when I went back and I reread it before Rhythm of War, I was like, I forgot about all of this gold with the wisdom and these quotes that were just so like they spoke so brightly and so wonderfully like there's there's just so many quotes that I wanted to write down and like circle and highlight and put on my wall because they are so brilliant and he's back 
Hey guys, I'm back. Uh, you know what I miss? I just walked away to get a drink real quick. You guys didn't talk about anything important, right? <laughs> no spoilers. No, definitely not. Okay. No right, spoilers. Cool. Just nothing make big. Sure. Well, since nothing yeah. important just happened, uh, let's move on to something <laughs> very important, and let's uh, let's let's pick Ashley's brain on some uh, Stormlight. Yes, let's do that. Let's discuss because um, we we do have some questions prepared for you, Ashley. Uh, just just fun questions. Some that'll be about Stormlight. Some that'll be about um uh your your tiktok success and and where you're taking that and everything um and we can just kind of round robin this or or we can go Ooh. it'll go down rabbit yeah. holes and we can i'm, go, I'm jumping right course. in then yeah so oh god um, yeah you mentioned and i'm gonna keep this way of kings and words of radiance for breath's sake um you mentioned your favorite moment in the way of kings earlier what is your favorite moment from Words of Radiance? Because that's my favorite book, and it's also one. Uh, my favorite moment from that book is one of my favorite moments in the series as a whole. And so I want to know what your favorite moment from Words of Radiance is. Oh, um, okay. So definitely, hands down, my favorite moment is the arena scene. Like, it's, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's so full. <laughs> it's, it's, so just, good. it's so hard the whole time. Yeah. And um pretty much well one from when kaladin does his incredibly dramatic and en- entrance uh mm-hmm. honor is dead but i'll see what i can do he's so <laughs> dramatic like it just but it, so sexy no, <laughs> like, what a cool what a cool line yes oh, i is, love kaladin that is a that is a very very hot line um and <laughs> and just like uh from that moment on and and I think one of my favorite things about this scene is not just um, the the sheer adrenaline from it, but Mm -hmm. also the, um, the building that happens between Kaladin and Adolin. Yep. Because Mm. before then, like they are just, they're not at each other's throats, but you can tell that Adolin's not super happy about bridge boy. It's just light eyes and a bridge boy, where it's pretty much all they are to each other. Yeah. Exactly. And at this moment, it just, it shifts everything because Mm -hmm. Kaladin comes in and he protects Renarin. He saves he honestly like grabs uh Adolin by the scruff of his neck and like saves his hide after getting himself into this nonsense and um but also like the fact that they are fighting together they are um and just the whole scene is incredibly important for character development and one of my favorite things about any good book is character relationships and um and so if i and I've mentioned uh, a couple of times with you guys and then on the live stream that I'm a very simple reader when it comes to like what makes me happy is something that makes me laugh, um, something that is snarky, witty, something that involves a whole lot of fighting because I love adrenaline rushes. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing that is incredibly pivotal uh, to me is character dynamics. If mm-hmm. I do not care about the character relationships, if I don't care about the characters themselves, then I'm I'm not on board. I might sure. I might read it, but I'm not going to be very passionate about it. And so right. when Kaladin and Adolin set the tone for the remainder of their relationship and their dynamic in that scene, um, it just added another layer to me. So yes, it was incredibly like just well paced and yeah. like, so I'll, I'll jump in on that and on that note and as much as because I, I can't tell you how many times daniel has like texted me in all caps white spine uncaged at random times just like when he's reading it or whatever so he loves that scene so much 
Um, but the the follow up of that too, because it's you know then it gets into the section with with Kaladin and his um, depression and and or him being locked away in jail and him kind of struggling almost at his lowest, um, thinking he's just like completely alone and thinking that even Syl is like abandoning him. And then when he gets out and he finds out that Adolin chose to be imprisoned the entire, like the, the fact that Adolin did that and said like, if, you know, if, if Elokar is going to put him away, then I will, I will serve the same sentence. That was like chef's kiss, great writing. That, that to me was like the catalyst for their bromance and like Mm -hmm. the, the, the reason why I love the two of them so much, and really, that was what set up my like obnoxious love for Adolin. Because before then, I, I like I, you always love Kaladin and everything. He's great, and Adolin was cool before then. But that really drove home like his heart. I feel like, and God, I love that scene. Like them coming, or Kaladin finally getting released from jail, and then Adolin being like, "Oh yeah, I was locked up the entire time as well." Yeah. Loved it. I I think that. Um, one of my favorite things about that is that that also changes how I was viewing Adolin because it's not Mm -hmm. just what it does to Kaladin. It's also what it does to the reader because um, like Adolin, yes, he's the bestest boy and everything. And we joke about that, but he was also like going through rereads. He was, um, he was not entirely great to people. Like just um, he, he was a womanizer and right. Kind um, of a playboy. He was under the influence of the thrill like he he had his faults for sure yeah and so when when this happened um it felt like it was also a character shift for him um and it really serves the reader as well to say okay so this yes he has his flaws but we can see that he has the ability to change um and to because he was not team Kaladin before this um, and the fact that he didn't stick by that and he changed his um, his approach and his view of Kaladin um, it it was incredibly well done um, and actually so something that you mentioned there about Kaladin's time uh, in in jail when he was imprisoned and um, I think a lot of people resonate with that scene because um, one of the great things about the Stormlight Archive is what it does with mental health and mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people who really resonate with Kaladin's character um, have struggled with depression, have struggled with social anxiety, have um, have a lot of those correlating factors. And so I remember when I was reading it, um, it hit really hard because of some of the lines that he says, where he was talking about how um, his men were like, they they weren't going to be there at the end. Like they were actually, he, he was telling himself lies, saying that they were right. relieved that they didn't have to deal with him anymore. And they were, they were uh, going to be better off without him. And like, just in that moment, in that scene, um, just the, the lies that he tells himself are lies that I think a lot of people tell themselves. And, and so seeing that play out, and him come out of there and see that not only were his men there um, ready to greet him with wide open arms, he also had somebody who had his back that he didn't think had his back before. Um, and I think it's it's a reminder, not just for the reader, that Kaladin's character has this, but I think it's also something that people can empathize with because yeah. mm-hmm. people who have gone through depression and have told themselves those lies, um, I think... Most times uh, they come out of it on the other end, realizing that that was not the truth. 
Um, And so I thought that that scene was just incredibly beautifully written and very important. Um, And the other thing is that the fan community as a whole really gives Kaladin grief about how he landed in that jail with the and my boon and Mm -hmm. like right and something that i've i've struggled with is uh, not really struggled that makes it sound a lot more serious than it is um something that i hold on to is that kaladin did his darndest and if i was in that position i would have said the exact same thing if i was like there is i don't know who in the audience who's reading this going yeah if i had just defeated three shard bearers after with no armor by the way just a spear um and stormlight and like if if um if i was in that same position i would have held back i would have been in the background going yes give him his boon he has earned it no like i pumped up on adrenaline seeing this as his opportunity and having not been told otherwise like i i just i I feel for Kaladin in that moment, and I feel really bad anytime mock- anybody mocks him for that. So and I think you've uh, you've kind of made posts about this before, but the way that I've tried to pitch Way of Kings now and and all of Stormlight Archives, um, because it is such high fantasy, and from like uh, you know, if you're if you're brand new into into you know reading fantasy or just reading in general or you're not a big reader and you see those books it is intimidating and you're like i don't want this is too much high fantasy i don't want to get into this but the i think i've I've like changed my the way i position it to people my cell is that like it's it's actually just really 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 well written um like real world examples of people dealing with trauma wrapped up in a a fantasy and fun and like uh, like anime style, like superhero uh, package, but the 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 reason the reason it's good, the reason it's it's a it's incredible writing isn't for all the flashy fantasy stuff. It's it's the characters and the the way he writes about like trauma and dealing with trauma and dealing with you know real world stuff like depression or um, you know like identity issues and identity disorders and uh, you know social anxiety like Rhaenyran and I mean there there's so much stuff that's beautifully well written um that is it's just wrapped up in this fantasy package so i've tried to and i I feel like i've I've actually had more success i think selling it in that way to people than like you know going in full like guns a blaze and would be like oh it's got giant swords and and they cut people's souls off you know and yeah so no i i just went on a tangent (laughs) no i empathize with that completely um um one of my this is another thing that I love getting on my um, my TikTok account is whenever somebody comments and says, I started reading this because of these TikToks yeah. and people saying, this is now my favorite series. I started, I watched your TikToks, thought they were hilarious and wanted to see what it was about. And now they're like on Oathbringer. Or that's amazing. That that right there is top tier, my favorite quote to get. And I wish I could just screenshot all of them and send them to Brandon Sanderson and be like, mm-hmm. look at me. Um, hire me. Like <laughs> So so that actually leads us to a great segue. Um, I wanted to ask you specifically, because I mean, because you you know, I, I think unintentionally, but it, because of the success of 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 um 
you know how how your how your channel's taken off you've kind of become a a face for stormlight for a lot of people or like an entry point or just like you know people think like oh stormlight memes you know when yep. they're when they're reading these books so i want to know like your your favorite parts about the fandom and engaging with people um, and then also uh, on on the side of that, is there any challenges you've run into or anything that's been, um, you know, like a, a curveball thrown your way? Ooh, uh, that's a really good question. Um, I'll start with my favorite parts. So uh, I've talked about my two favorite types of comments. Um, the I can't believe I found Sanderson talk and um, and this is why I started reading these books. Those are my two favorites. But something that I love about the community is that the community as a whole is just so incredibly positive and wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I'm part of multiple, like on my other account, I'm part of multiple fan communities of different things like animes and um, some book talk and um, and just, I don't know, like Texas life and kids. Like I, I have a lot of parent talk and baby talk that come across And the amount of toxicity that tends to permeate some of those uh, communities can be overwhelming and honestly um, off-putting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the, like we've seen it. Uh, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Annex Wilson um, because I know that you guys are fans of him as well. Mm-hmm. Huge um, fan. He unfortunately has become a little bit of a magnet for some of that toxicity, and he's handling it like a champ. Like in mm-hmm. in my in my opinion, like the way that he just um, he comes to bat for some of the topics that he has to address because of some of the toxicity that that's in those fandoms. Um, I, I don't know how I would be able to do it because I, I don't sure. think I can. Uh, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. And so I have been very fortunate in that um, a not, not very much toxicity has been in this community. Like a lot of people are incredibly empathetic they uh, recognize the need for um, for care and consideration when it comes to mental health and uh, representation and um, and just being a good human being. Mm-hmm. And and so I I have been incredibly um, fortunate in that um, even the level of like, every once in a while it's not a whole lot. Every once in a while, the most that I give toxicity is like very surface level sexism. Um, And that is because like, I'm a female creator. This is a very male dominated fandom. Like um, 68% of my followers are male. And, um, and so for, and for that, like having that be my dynamic, that's the, the, um, uh, how would you oh demographic that's my primary Mm -hmm. demographic for that level and then most of them are like on the ball they are behind me 100 and they come to bat for me um every once in a while there is somebody who will talk about something that's very sexist Mm -hmm. um and but it is so small it is so incredibly small and um, I, I told my dad this uh, a few days ago, which was um, the fact that I can remember word for word, the two or three comments that have been like that means that I am, I am very, um, I don't know if the word is blessed or lucky or fortunate, but it's one of those because um, 
the fact that I don't have to sift through the negativity in my mm-hmm. brain and in those comments um, is is actually incredibly positive. And the fact that this community is full of lighthearted jokes and um, people who care very much about this book series and about the topics that it covers. I, that's one of yeah. my favorite things. And um, and I it's it's also fun because I have created like not created, but I have gained a lot of friendships through this channel um, that I don't think I would have otherwise. Like there are people yeah. who just comment a lot. And so I recognize their names and I'm excited when they comment. And we have like inside jokes, like being show lovers. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Whoever that weirdo is that yeah. keeps commenting on your posts about loving trolls, he really needs to cut it out. Yeah. Like this is a, <laughs> this is a no judgment zone, but really, I mean. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is that one of the comments? One of the, one of the three comments that you yeah. remember word for word? Yeah. <laughs> They're all three mine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I've all written them trolls. down. Yeah, all about trolls. This guy likes trolls. It's really, it's weird. Yes. Um, watch out for this. Um, yeah, red, big red so, flag. So it's just, it's fun to, uh, to look back and see the the connections that I've made and the people who have come along the way. Um, and like I know that I've talked about Nikki a lot of times. Um, reading Cosmere is their handle on uh, TikTok. Um the the way that we connected was honestly like they reached out to me um said that they were making tiktoks about at the time mistborn like uh, they were reading through all of the uh the mistborn trilogy and so i i also by the way i follow anybody who is a cosmere content creator um because i want them to be part of that community mm-hmm. and i recognize and this isn't i'm hoping this doesn't come across as bravado but um i do know that a lot of the entry point that comes into the cosmere tiktok space is through my account and so i want mm-hmm. to point people to other cosmere creators and i want yeah. to say um look at the people that i'm following i have like 10 15 20 people who also generate content and they are hilarious and they're insightful and so uh, I make sure that I always follow another Cosmere content creator. That's awesome. So, um, thank you. Uh, so Nikki reached out, said, "Hey, uh, I'm working on this. I'd, I'd love." I'd, and like, Nikki will probably correct me on some of these because Nikki's brain on these details is just sharp as a tack. Um, but we started talking, uh, like just IMing back and forth over TikTok and, uh, talking about our favorite parts about the Cosmere, our favorite parts about Stormlight that started talking about, um, about mental health and about representation and just life struggles. And we started talking about very, very heavy topics. And then, um, like, it was funny because at one point it was Nikki's birthday and they said that they didn't have the uh, the physical copies of Era 2 of Mistborn. And I was like, look, I know I'm a stranger on the internet, but can I have your <laughs> mailing address so that Aww, I can buy so you my these books? And they were like, well, I mean... If you if if you're some sort of scammer, then you've earned this because that's a long <laughs> game to play. And so congratulations. Um, so funny. Yes. So like in two, well, they they ended up going to Texas, right? Yeah. Sorry yeah. if I'm getting ahead of ahead of the story. No, that's okay. Um, Nikki actually has lived in Texas this oh, cool. entire time. Um, they live, and I'm not going to dox them without their permission. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but they they live in another Texas city. And um, we made a decision um, after lots of conversations, like it, it, 
it was not a very quick, it wasn't like, hey, you live in Texas, I live in Texas, let's meet up. It was like after months of conversations and like building trust and um, realizing that like we are, uh, you know, we're both good people. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we finally decided that we would link up and we made like a collaboration video and, um, and they, they've visited, I think twice now they're making plans to come visit me again. Um, and like, they're one of, they're one of the best things to come out of this whole thing because, um, like just the amount of conversations that we've had, the connections that we've made on certain things. And then just knowing, like we have, uh, we have this Facebook chat that we have going where we will send each other like voice messages of like us reading parts from books to each other and yeah. being like, uh, what do you think of this? And just making dumb jokes. And it's just, it's so it's just one of the the things that you don't really think about going into making TikToks. You're not expecting to get like a new best friend out. A best of friend, right? right. Yeah, yeah right. that's so great. And and like they visited and um and met my son and met my husband, met my baby and met one of my best friends who lives down the street and um and like kind of feels like they're becoming part of our world now and it's just mm-hmm. it feels good it's just a good thing and by the way because nikki's gonna listen to this hi nikki, <laughs> hi, nikki. <laughs> thank you for listening Woo-hoo. So, um, um, yeah. I, I have a follow-up question to all of your your tiktok success and before i uh ask this question i do want to give a shout out of my own um, because like you said, you, you like to direct people to other Cosmere content. Um, I'm not sure if this guy has a, um, TikTok, but there's a YouTuber. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is lost in discovery. Um, and I think he's one of the most like criminally underrated YouTube accounts for fiction and for fantasy, but he had, he's, basically a Cosmere account in and of itself. And he, then he does like Wheel of Time, other other large series as well. Um, but he's one of my favorite creators. So I wanted to shout him out really quick as well. But he's like, when I try to convince people to um, read The Way of Kings or when I give like a synopsis on The Way of Kings, he has a video that goes over um, just like what is Roshar and like what is what is this all about? And it's great. And so I just wanted to throw that out there really quick, but I do have a question for you on your success with TikTok. And we actually discussed this yesterday after we got off our live. Um, have you ever been contacted by Brandon Sanderson? Because I don't believe there's a world where he doesn't know your success. He's got to know you exist. You exist yes, He's got to right? know you. <laughs> for there's sure. no way. I, uh, so I have not classified? been. No, no. Oh my gosh, no. Um, I have not been uh, directly contacted by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. Um, I have. I know that there are people who follow my account who are directly in contact with him, and they okay. have said things like, um, "I sent him your pitch meeting video." And, oh my um, gosh! And so I'm. I'm pretty sure. I'm. I'm relatively certain. I'm sitting at about ninety eight percent certain that he knows that I exist. Yes, that's... and knows that I'm making this content. <laughs> um, and I've gotten these weird, like, um, uh. like not. I mean, they're not like um, ominous. They're like the the opposite of ominous. It's like ominous, but in a good way. I don't know yeah. how to say that. 
Odiumous. With the English, yeah, odiumous. Me with the English <laughs> degree can't come up with the right word, but it's like <laughs> it's very vaguely optimistic comments in my on my videos saying something good is going to happen to you this year. Oh, and, oh my gosh, it's it's Brandon's fake account oh my for gosh. sure. And like, and like, is it his fic so talk? And it feels like it, it feels like a fortune cookie type of response. Yeah. And anytime that I've responded with, I need details, they do not right. respond. And, and I'm, Whoa. Like, wow. I'm like, hi, can you I really need elaboration? Like, well, you're right like now. you're like, I need to know if you're a crazy person or if this is right. Yeah. Sanderson. <laughs> yeah, like our and and I don't know. I kind of take these things with a grain of salt because one, I don't want to put a whole lot of expectation on this and be like right. sitting around waiting for Sanderson to reach out and contact me. I do know that his legal team is aware of my account because I reached out and I said, um, I asked them, I was like, hey, is this okay? I, I have been invited to join the creator fund. It's not much. It's not like I'm making thousands of dollars on this. Um, but I did want to make sure that legally speaking, like this is okay. And they mm-hmm. they reached back out to me and they said, everything's good. Your content's fine. We just ask that you change your profile picture because I was using official, I was using the Knight's Radiant symbol. Mm, and okay. that's usually like, that's fine. Um, yeah. I think like anybody else who's using it um, or using that kind of uh, logo or what have you is fine. I think they, it came from the perspective of they didn't want it to they didn't want it to seem like I was officially representing Brandon. Right. Sure. Um, and so I was like, yeah, absolutely. I can change that right now. And so I did. Um, and that was also like my way of trying to make sure that I was good. I was on good terms right. with the whole dragon steel crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't want there to be a potential future barrier because I didn't do my due diligence in in previous uh, interactions. And so I have thoughts of what I want to do in the coming year. Um, Even if he doesn't reach out to me, um, I want to approach this in a very professional way and say, hey, um, the Lost Metal is coming out at the end of this year. You have a convention that's going on right before that. I would like to create a TikTok video that hypes up the book. Would you be willing to appear in it? Like that's that that's what so I cool. want to do. Yes, this is that's that's so great because one of our, I mean one of our questions that I had was like do, like where do you want to go? Where do you want to expand? This yeah. is perfect because you're already getting into it. But that is so exciting. I think that's a great idea. You should do it. Yeah, I I'll support you. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, so Ashley, real quick, I wanted to ask a couple more questions. Um, back back to Stormlight. Uh, so all time favorite character, and this could be a different answer. It might be the same answer, but if you could spend one day with any character, who would it be? Okay. Yeah. Very good questions. Um, and I, I will stand by this answer until the day I die. My favorite character is always going to be Kaladin. Like, yeah, I, I want to be, um, unique and be like, no, my favorite character is that one fisherman named Ishik from that one, uh, <laughs> interlude. Like I, I can't. Yeah. Taravangian, right? Yeah. Taravangian. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> there are characters that I love and characters that I look forward to, but literally 
if one of the measures that I have for what's my favorite character, who's my favorite character, is who do when I get to the next chapter, who am I hoping yeah, the perspective is, is gonna be in it? Yeah. And every time it's Kaladin. I'm never like disappointed when it's Dalgar right. or Adolin or Shalon or anything. I I am I'm still happy that I'm listening to it, but whenever I find out that it's Kaladin, I am just so hyped. Fully yeah. invested. And yeah. So that's my that's that's my measure of my favorite character. Um, Don't hey, no shame there. I love that. I feel like yeah. people often try to like go away from the main protagonist or the you know the main hero, but like that. I mean, Kaladin's the best. Yeah. So right. I think that's a fantastic answer. And, and like I don't, I'm I'm never I'm never gonna shame people for uh, for choosing who their favorite character. As long is. as it's not like Moash. Moash. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, we will shame you is, if it's Moash. That is a clarification. Um, asterisk just like little little tiny asterisk there for yeah yeah i the thing is is that um like sometimes i wonder if the people who say that their favorite character is x or y i'm wondering if the reason why they say that is because they don't want to be uh part of the masses and oh yeah for (laughs) sure there's got to be handfuls of people that do that like somebody who says like my favorite character is the stick like okay right like that character was in exactly one chapter and yes it was a fantastic chapter and that was it's a great stick it was a good stick stick that ever existed but you're telling me that you are more excited to read that than White Spine Uncaged. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm calling BS. I really right. am. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, I would say that my favorite character is Kaladin. Who I would spend an entire day with is a different character. Because I love listening to uh, Kaladin's perspective. I think that if I was in the world of Roshar, I would be very exhausted uh, being mm. around him. Um, and, yeah. and, and like, that's just a real personality thing. Um, who I would hang around with, honestly, would either be Rock, because I think yes. he's just like the best person to hang yes. out with and get food from. Um, and, or I would, I want to say Wit, but yeah. I'm also afraid that he would hurt my feelings. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to hold that off. It's a little intimidating. Yeah. Um, so it would, it would definitely either be, uh, be Rock or probably Lopin. Like, Lopin just oh, yeah. makes me smile. A good time every time. Like, I, I would hang around. Like, I'm... He would stick you to a wall, but it would be all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be down for it. Um, the, the other thing is that, like, whenever I have those questions, I try to think of my actual friend group, like, the people that I hang out with and enjoy hanging out with. And, the, like, those are the personalities that I see the most that I gravitate towards is, is rock and lopen type personalities. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's my answer. <laughs> that was that. Oh, um, and then kind of walking back just a bit uh, back yeah, to sure. my, my content um, and experience as a, as a content creator. Um, some of my challenges, and this also kind of pings into those differing opinions. Uh, some of my challenges that I have is that, um, I think that when people have strong opinions about things, um, they can be very passionate Mm -hmm. and that's great. I think having passion around books and, um, fictional series is fantastic, what I get concerned about is when people um, use that as a judgment against others. Um, mm-hmm. When it's, I mean, there are definitely some judgments that um, should be called out for the problematic nature that they are. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes when it says when it's simple, uh, when it's something as simple as I really like Kaladin, and then somebody else being like, "You like Kaladin? You uh, you actually enjoy Kaladin? He's yeah. so annoying. He's so down. He's so depressed. Like that is just really frustrating." And like, okay, that that's I'm glad that you have a very strong opinion about that, but you don't need to go to battle in the comments about yeah. it. Yeah, put somebody and, else right. down because of how they feel about it yeah exactly and like these are these are opinions this is when people have opinions about a fictional universe it is it is frustrating to sometimes have to combat that in the comments and sometimes i just leave it alone i just i don't i don't want to monitor the comments i don't have the time Mm -hmm. or energy for that um but sometimes i do step in and and be like guys like this is a fictional universe and and these characters are not real um, and so like, it's far, I'm, I'm very glad that this drives so much passion for you, but it's, it's also not worth actually hurting a living human being. For sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, the other, the other challenge that I have is that, um, I, I started off by kind of saying that I do this for me. I like what I do. I like the content. I like being creative. I like finding new ways to create videos and effects and, um, and do the, uh, and have the output that I like. Um, but it's also very challenging as a creator to now have expectations around the performance of a video. And, and like, I went through a period where a lot of my videos were doing really well, one right after the other. It was like tens of thousands of views, um, and thousands of likes and just really, really good engagement. And then out of nowhere, the next one has like, I don't know, a thousand views and like 20 likes. And I, Mm -hmm. and like, it's hard, it's hard as a creator, um, to see that and remember that that is not why I'm doing this. Um, Like I, I, I have my own reasons for the rationale and the motivation behind what I do. Um, And the fact that I have people who consistently follow my channel and seek out my videos and want to like engage and like, um, those are things that I can gravitate towards. But sometimes it's hard for me to remember that I'm, this isn't my full-time job. I have a job. I have a family. I have like, I'm taken care of. This is, and if this was my job, then I would, uh, I would be in a bad situation because it does not pay (laughs) very much at all. No, the TikTok creator fund is not lining anybody's pockets anytime soon. No, not at all. Um, And so, so all of that to say, like, sometimes the hardest thing, and if, if there are any creators out there that are listening to this, just know that I empathize with that because I've talked to other creators who will post, like, you know how you can have, like, friends only on your, your TikTok videos? Mm-hmm. They'll post and they'll kind of lament and be like, I I thought that I was doing better. Like, these are creators who have hundreds of thousands of followers, like, I'm I'm talking like uh, like two hundred thousand followers, and they'll they'll post a video that's to friends only, and they'll say like my videos haven't been doing as well lately, and I don't know why, and I'm trying not to take it personally. Um, and then also like they're talking about getting more followers, and I'm over here with twelve thousand, going, what do you mean more followers? You <laughs> yeah. have the market. But that's that also tells me that that's like that is a if you're chasing that that never ends, 
Mm-hmm. If you are chasing the next round of followers, the next round of likes, the next round of engagement, that part never ends. Um, but what you can do and what you can continue to enjoy is the people who do engage and the people who yep. do consistently like and enjoy and comment on your videos. And if one doesn't go great, then that's okay. Like, And if you have a series, like I had a slump this past, I think two weeks ago where my videos were, you know, hitting like, I don't know, like a thousand, two thousand views. They weren't getting a whole lot of likes. And I was like, that dadgum algorithm. Right. Um, So like, I will, I'll be so angry at the algorithm. I'll be so angry that, um, that a video that I put my heart and soul into and that I was very proud of doesn't get all the likes, but some some dumb video that I posted like on the fly gets 250,000 views and I'm like, and it's still getting likes and comments. And I'm like, I made that. There was one video in specific. It's, it's to this audio that I found that's like, stop telling me that my favorite character is a war criminal. I don't care. He's nice and I like him. And I found it and like two seconds later, I had a video up of like me with Dalinar. And and that one's still getting views, still getting comments. And I made that, I did not put preparation into it. I didn't put on a costume. It's just me and I think this shirt. And... (laughs) Like, just like throwing it out there in the world and seeing what happens. Yes, and it was just, I thought, I honestly thought that the engagement that I would get were my current followers, they would all laugh at it and go on. And it has, it's still going. And I get, I, I get very frustrated when I'm like, okay, so this one's still getting views. But the one that I did of like Yasna with talking <laughs> to Adolin and I had costume changes and I had makeup to do and I... It's, there's no rhyme or reason. It just exists. And, and sometimes we just got to ride that wave and, and be like, it is mm-hmm. what it is. So yeah. there's, there's that. Well, I can say from from the bookends with friends, we love your content. And we also really appreciate just the like overwhelming positivity in your videos. And, and also from the fan base that, um, well, just like the, the, the Stormlight fan base um, and, and really the fans that have, you know, followed your page and, and liked your page. And honestly, we've kind of uh, a, a little bit piggybacked off of that, at least from the, the TikTok world, like, you know, because I've interacted with people who have seen your videos and, and who have similar thoughts. And um, it, like, like you said, it is mostly overwhelmingly um, kind and positive. And so we, we are super appreciative of that. And we, and we love that. And then also... If there's anybody giving you any trouble, you just let us know and we'll we'll go out there and I'm so glad to yeah, have we'll, the army of rough the, them up. friends crew that our our noodle arms aren't good for much, but we can we can say some words. I, I appreciate that. Um good deal, good deal. Any any final thoughts um on Stormlight from anybody? Brett, Dan, Ashley? No, I think I'm good. Um I'm excited awesome. to see what happens in book five. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. Yes. Send us theories, fans. Fans, if you want to email us theories, well, don't Don't say say spoilers and and make sure that Brett Brett doesn't look. Yeah, spoilers in parentheses, Brett don't look. Um, and send us theories because oh boy, I am so excited for book five in in 2023, right? It's it's next year. It's about to start writing. Okay, yeah, we got the lost medal this year and then whatever book five is next year. Awesome. Um, so real quick, where can fans find you and support you, Ashley? Where 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 are you at? Um, so I am Stormlight Memes on TikTok. 
I'm Stormlight Memes on Instagram, um, and I think I'm Stormlight Memes on tic- uh, on uh, Twitter. Um, oh, it's so much easier than ours. My God. That, that's really, <laughs> hey, that's really smart to have them all the same handle. Oh, I like that idea. We should have thought about I want to die hearing how easy oh. that was. <laughs> I I know that I'm connected with you guys across all platforms because that was I'm, sho- I'm shocked you found them all. <laughs> I was I was hell bent on it. Um I I do not post very frequently on Twitter. I have been trying to stay away from Twitter as much as possible recently. Oh, yeah. It's just it's a it, it's a trash yeah. fire over there. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying every once in a while because I know that um, people's news feeds could probably uh, stand some humor and so some levity, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, uh, but I am far more active on Instagram. I'm trying to not just post my TikTok videos to Instagram so that it's like a copy paste. I do want to generate like some um, some real content. Um, but TikTok is still my main one, um, and I would like to learn how to do more on Instagram because I think that there's a lot of potential there um, yeah. since it's more of a dynamic platform because you can have like ongoing conversations. You can um, you can post pictures rather than just videos. Uh, that's the limit of TikTok is that you can't just do like picture drops or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I am. Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, all Stormlight memes. Um, all Stormlight memes. All Listeners, time. go follow. Go support Ashley. Please do yourself a favor. You will laugh and you will have a great time. And there's also the best community around it. Yeah, so, for sure. pause, so please do Pause your... right now and go do that. Yes. <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah. It, stop listening to this podcast and go do that if you aren't already. <laughs> Uh, the the other thing um, that I did want to bring up, and because this is not related to Stormlight, but it is something that I'm doing, is um, I have been working on a book for yeah, uh, for like that's awesome. over a decade. It has gone through multiple iterations, um, and right now I am on. I think that this is the one. I think that this version of the book is the one that's going to stick. I am. I'm on fire about it i'm very excited about the plot line and where it's going and the character if you need some beta readers i think you have three (laughs) (laughs) i I would love that i would love that um i'm trying to what i've done in the past unfortunately is i've shot myself in the foot by um getting people involved too early and so their opinions Mm -hmm. shift what i'm doing and it changes the story and so what i'm trying to do is get a good solid draft of it before i get it in front of people um, so mm-hmm. that it is the story that I want to tell because people will be like, I don't understand this thing. And I'll be like, I'll overcorrect in the next chapter. Mm, yeah. And so, um, so that's the other thing that I'm doing. A little bookends. Well, that's so exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is, that is honestly so exciting. And, and wherever that leads, mm-hmm. please keep us updated because we will shout it from the rooftops and, and promote it and do a, do a full month on it. Um, if it, you know, when it gets published. So, <laughs> I love that. um, that's yes. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, I think that concludes our Stormlight episode. Thank you so much, Ashley, for agreeing to be on and being a part of our 50th episode and also just being um, a good friend and fan of the show. Um, of course. Yes. 
You guys are awesome. I'm a huge fan of your content as well. And um, I know that I've been uh, talking your ear off over the past two and a half hours. <laughs> it's, it's been a joy. It's honestly been a pleasure. But um, anytime, uh, I, I am very serious about the idea of like whenever Brett finishes the next year, yes. next books, doing a live stream and getting Absolutely. an update so that people who are now invested in your journey specifically yes. Um, yes, can for get sure. that update. I yeah awesome. I, would, I would love that i think that's we, a great idea and then also like you said i mean book five is right around the corner so maybe we have you back on for a uh a, a book five like episode. Hype up video, or hype up episode oh my god i would be so excited to do that so yes for sure um uh, shout out as always to jacob robinson for the intro and outro of the podcast it's a banger it's awesome it's a good tune um shout out to maddie moon for your lovely lovely cover art Thank you both. Um, thank you, thank you. I, I don't think there's any way, other way we can end other than Ashley doing our send-off. But before, <laughs> before we do that, uh, quick housekeeping. Book of the month. This month oh, thank for you, the Dan. Bookends oh my gosh, friends. thank you, Dan. Uh, so book for uh, March. Yes, yes? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the month oh, we're oh in. That's yeah. the month we're in. So uh, the book for March is Crying at H March, which is a memoir by Michelle Zahner. So pick that yes. up and check it out. Also check out her uh, her uh, band ba- band music band. Music, actual band, uh, actual yeah. band yeah. Japanese yeah. Breakfast because she's she opened also, for Mitski. It's so cool. Yeah, she's also yeah. a singer songwriter and her uh, and indie pop music and it's fantastic. So that's the author of the book that we're doing um, next month. I love this. I'm I'm glad that I get this firsthand. Yeah, you get yes. the behind the scenes. You get a <laughs> right, few days right. early. <laughs> Um, so, passing it over to Stormont Memes to send us off. All right. And whatever way she pick, you can do <laughs> you can do this any way you want. We never decide. Um, we get it wrong every time, I, so there's know, no pressure. And that, that and, makes or you could just so make bad. it up. Uh, <laughs> gosh. Okay. Let's see. Um, and remember the. <laughs> real storms were the radiance you made along the way easy that's it oh. that's beautiful <laughs> wonderful signing off <laughs> <laughs>